The views, information, or opinions expressed during the filming of this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent any church affiliation of host, Raynaud Kent. I want to welcome you to the Not Safe for Church podcast, where we serve the saints and the ain'ts. I am your host, Raynaud Kent. And um, I'm super glad y'all are here. Well, I want to welcome my co-host. Give it up for Phil Turner. He's coming back. Yes, sir. Glad They've been back. asking about you, Phil. They're, they're glad you're Thank here. You. We got Tony Turner here. Are y'all cousins? Are y'all related? You don't know? We might no, be. We might Turner's be. We might I'm be. not sure. You know all black people are related. <laughs> and then we got <laughs> Ashley Elizabeth here. Hey. We didn't put her last name. There's a long story for that. But we don't have to go into detail. <laughs> <laughs> There's trauma there. Sorry. There's some trauma with that last name. <laughs> All right, but I got to start off with this ad right here. One of our partners, 323 Coffee. They believe having coffee with your friends, family, or someone you just met leads to a vulnerability like no other. Will and Gwen Sweeney created 323 Coffee in 2021 with our flagship, the Conversation Roast, a delicious dark roast best enjoyed with someone. Craft coffee with a purpose. They donate 20% of all their profits to a nonprofit of your choice. Purchase their coffee today at 323coffee.com. Com, okay well we're gonna get into the altar call y'all i've been having like a little cough for like the last like three weeks and it, i don't know it's like in my throat but like hopefully it just heals COVID i don't have covid i have tested a million That's times auntie Roro. oh i don't got no right. auntie Roro. y'all can kiss my auntie Roro. <laughs> oh my gosh i almost said something else that's how you know i ain't been working at the church i'm about to curse on here we have to start this episode with an altar call. Some of you may be asking, what is an altar call? An altar call, we call out some of our brothers and sisters who may be in need of prayer. And um, the first thing we have to talk about is we all been talking about it is Will Smith and Chris Rock. Mighty God. Mighty God. Well. You know, what are your opinions on it? I'm not going to even explain the story because by now everybody's heard it and I'm not about to do the whole recap. Basically, Will Smith smacked Chris Rock for talking about his wife on national TV. I don't even know if it was real, if it was set up. Oh, God. Here we go. Conspiracy theorists. I got that. I get it. I, I've heard it. Um, I watched it on Twitter, like the different memes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of conflicted. I like I understand, but I also have questions like, mm, maybe you could have did that a different way. But seeing her facial expression when it happened, I'm like, okay, I can see why. In that moment, his, yeah, you know, he got emotional. I was like, let me show her I care about her. So. Yeah. But I feel like you can care about somebody, but you can be an activist for a cause. You could have gone up there and said, for anybody who's dealing with cancer, alopecia, um, hair loss, you're not defined by beauty standards, by your hair length, you're perfect the way you are, just like my wife is, and made her proud instead of embarrassing himself. I think he showed his emotional, unchecked emotional pain and hurt that he's dealing with. I think it's really his, I think seldom is the problem, seldom seldom is the problem, the problem. And I think really his marriage has been in the limelight. People talked about his entanglement. Like he's been embarrassed about his marriage. So I felt like he tried to take this moment to maybe kind of like switch the narrative. But I don't know if it was the right time. Because my thought, I was like, man, you didn't slap the other boy who was sleeping with your wife. But that was understood. That was like a conversation that they had. And clearly they were both in an agreement that that could take place based on how I perceived it in okay. her red table talk. I was like, oh, okay, so this is a conversation that you guys had. This is something that's probably talked about in the household. Because, you know, back in the day, it was so many things yeah. like, oh, they have an open marriage or they swingers or X, Y, and Z. So this is not like a surprise. Like, oh, my God, I wasn't expecting this. Yeah, I, I understand you wanted to protect your spouse or significant other, but that goes beyond the physical, right? It's yeah. Like, he didn't have to do all that. And, like, what, what the first thing people learn to do is walk and talk. 
Yeah. So it's like we can't be affected by, like I said, emotion, unchecked emotional hurt because we can always be affected by what people say. Yeah. We can never control that, especially when you're in a position like that where you're in the limelight all the time. And that's something I had to learn moving out here because my Detroit self would have probably did the same thing. <laughs> all off my, the stage. Yes, but my saved, you know, like I'm trying to be better. I'm not <laughs> trying to go and revert back to my Detroit ways. I'm like, okay, well, maybe he should have talked to him after the show. Maybe he should have said, hey, you know, my wife has been struggling with this for some time now. Um, you know, something that she's insecure about. So let's not do that. I just didn't like how that he did it in front of all those white people. And I'm not like, I'm not racist. Don't get me wrong. Cause you know, I love the white people, obviously. But I would just like, you know, sometimes, you know, they already think negative about us sometimes. Right. Yeah, right. So we're just like, man, you just push that negative stare. Like, bro. And then like, I don't even like, yeah, let me shut up. Yeah, I just. <laughs> you can keep going. You, yeah. No, 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 no. I kind of want to move on. I don't want to move on. I don't want to move. I don't want to be canceled before I even start. I All right. That. Lately, I've been paying close attention um, to the close friends feature on Instagram. However, I want to know exactly what do you think the purpose is for close friends? I have something. Okay. So when I see that, I don't know how to work it. I, I'm not technology. You don't have close friends? I do, but I'm not technology I'm not on yours. savvy. So I don't know how to work it. I don't know how to set people as my close friends because I'm like open. I just yeah. send, I don't mind who sees my feed or whatever. So when I do see like the little green star pop up, normally it's people from my past that shall remain nameless. However, comma, <laughs> they send in like risky stuff. So it's not like nothing that you would show family members or friends. It's stuff that you would show like. Somebody that's sliding in the DM. <laughs> After dark. Yes. I don't have one. Don't I don't have, have close a close friends? friends list. No. I don't either. If I post something on Instagram, kind of like they had said it best in your previous podcast, you know, let it age well. So anything that I put online, it's not a close friends. If I'm sending something to my close friends, it's a direct message, a text message, something like that. But I don't use it. Yeah, I, I have close friends. I... I used to use it a lot more when I worked at the church because, you know, people are just so judgmental. It's like if I had a drink, I would put on my close friends. Um, if I was at the club, I'll put on my close friends. But I don't really think like all those people, all my close friends are my close friends. They're just people who are non-judgmental. So like I just like the energy of like, okay, like I can trust these people. That's not your issue if they're judging you. Well, but I'm yes. Say, if like it's social media, I'm gonna say what I want to say regardless. No. Period. Not so when like, you why not? That's I don't who know. I am, right? And it's like the close friends, I'm gonna send it a DM or a message to those specific people. So it's like I'm no, but everything is not for say. everybody. Everything's not for everybody. I don't want everybody in my business. I don't want everybody asking me questions. So, And those are people that don't get accepted on my profile. If I mess I with you or if I like you, I'm going to post what I want to post. But both y'all are having. private, aren't y'all? Are you private? Are your Instagram private? Yours is. When I met you, your Instagram was private. <laughs> no, it still is. <laughs> and your Instagram's private. It's not. Moment, yeah. But I had crazy people from my past that I try to keep out of my life. So if I post something, I don't want exes or yeah. people that's like, you know, stalker. I'm gonna let him watch. Dang, what what are you putting on the Saints to make? Well, <laughs> you guys are stalkers. We can't. This is not that type of show for me to. Rare. <laughs> <express. laughs> All right, we're gonna move on. I want to thank another one of my partners, Looks by Lex. Alexa Moore is a hairstylist at the Gregory Salon in Off Town Center. <laughs> oh my God, I really don't have COVID, but I have a little cough. Pray for me. 
Um, if you need color extensions or a haircut, book with her today. She loves people and her customer service is top tier. Book with Looks by Lex today. That is my good friend, Alexa Moore. She's going to be on here soon. All right, it's time to play a game. This game is called Never Have I Ever. The rules are a little bit different. I will administrate the game and you guys will get to respond. All right? Let's get it. I yes, am indeed. not going to be a part of the game because I don't need. To, I'm here. You guys Wait are the co-hosts. All right. I would prefer if you were, but right. I don't want to be that? a part. No, Never okay. have I ever gone to church hungover or intoxicated. We know that's enough for me. Never. You I never. Ever. Yeah. Have you? I've that never was my question. Alcohol. That was my question on the other show. You said you never had alcohol. Nothing. You've never even like smoked weed. Nope. You never had an edible. Nope. Wow. Are you serious, Nothing Phil? At all. Bill, but you was out here in these streets. Wilding out. Sober as ever. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how you know. Oh, Lord <laughs> Jesus. Not you sober a while. You can't even blame it on nothing. nothing. Mighty God. All right, Tony. Well, you, not know, you. I, you oh. know I have. Oh, yeah. In my college days, I, in, I didn't start to enjoy going to church until I was like 18, 19 years old when it was on my own accord. But yeah. Like I drove myself. I wanted to go. And sometimes things led, you know. And I would go out and party, and then I will call my auntie in the morning, like, okay, I'm up, auntie. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So Nah, I used to go to church straight from the club. <laughs> but you wasn't oh. hungover. Nah. You never? No. Nope. Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> Not at all. Ashley? Never. Never? Literally okay. used to go looking like my last night. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I have a story. <laughs> when I was in college, one time my friend, um, he invited me to church to sing at his dad's church. And when he was coming to pick me up, I forgot he was picking me up. So I'm walking back to my dorm room. And as I'm walking back to my dorm room, I see him pull up. And I still have on last night's clothes, mm. last night's breath. And he's like, are you ready for church? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I get to the church. His dad starts his message. And he says, oh, my son brought a friend here who's going to sing for us. And I'm looking around like, who the hell is going to sing today? And it can't be me. I get up there and sing. And I think he's able, and I probably just told on myself and what church it was. Hopefully y'all don't talk about me or judge me. And the church went up. Do you hear me? Well. God can use anybody. Amen. He used me hungover, a mess. Let's talk about where you were coming from. We don't need to talk about that. Okay, Okay, never have I ever stalked an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend on social media. I wouldn't say stalked, but I definitely like checked into. Oh, that's a stalker. They, I checked into <laughs> I what the current situation was, seeing if it was better than me or not. And once I looked and I was like, oh, okay, that's what you're doing. You could, you know, it is what it is. So whenever I'm done talking to somebody, I won't unfriend them, but I will mute their stories and their posts. Okay. Because I don't want to see it. Because if it's there, it's tempting to look and I would rather just take away the temptation. Yes. But I don't want to be like, oh, I'm unfriending you just because we're not like that anymore. But I will mute you so I don't see it. Out of sight, out of mind, I'm done. Out of sight, out of mind. Have you ever stopped? Nope. I I was married before Instagram really got like that. You were? How long have you been married again? Uh, I'll be 10 years. Oh my God. That's something to celebrate. That's really good. I can barely be with somebody for 10 minutes. (laughs) Oh, okay. Literally. But I feel like when I'm done, you know, when I was done with relationships, I was was through with it. I didn't want to check back. I didn't want to restart. I mean, I'm checking back. What if they doing good? You know, I'm missing certain things we used to do. And it's just, it opens the door to me emotionally. I didn't, I didn't want to do that. So that was part of like my self-control. Like, let's just let it ride. I'd rather sit and feel how I'm feeling without looking and investigating into it. That's smart. It must be something wrong with me, Dan, because if I'm <laughs> done with you, I'm done with you. Like, yeah, I, we could have like so many memories, but if I'm really done with you, 
I could never talk to you again and won't have no feeling, won't be sad, won't be down. I'm just done completely. Dang, you are heartless. Not is real though because those I feel turners like, are heartless. The turners are heartless. I think. I mean, that's that's real though. It's like when you're done. The if you're really done, you're not caring about the leftovers. I'm too. never done, and I want everybody watching this. If you're wondering if I'm done, I am not done. <laughs> Call my phone. You know the number. Yeah, because like, I didn't even need like you know the whole closure. I'm like your actions tell me exactly what you want. I don't need you to verbally tell me or anything. But what if? You know, for me, I always think like my, I remember my counselor were talking and sometimes a person can come back healthy and whole. Nah, mm-hmm. see, you got that expect. You on, you hold on to hope. I, mm-hmm. Come on. That's all we got is hope in Jesus Christ. Uh, and not people in change. people. Not in the flesh. We're not doing that. My hope is in Jesus that Jesus will change the person. So when they come back to me, it'll be perfect. Listen, be- it was a reason why the relationship ended and y'all separated. So mm-hmm. the fact that you may think it may. I'm not out. talking about me. I'm talking about other people. No, other mm-hmm. people. I'm talking. I'm speaking from my friend's experience. Oh, okay, as well, okay, okay, okay. It never works. And the words say a dog don't go back to his vomit. Well, oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. You don't ever go back to your sh- Let me <laughs> shut up. <laughs> never have I ever been kicked out of a bar or pub <laughs> or club. Never have I been kicked out. I've been kicked out, drugged out. Oh, drug all that. What have you been drugged out we for? You don't even. Fighting. Oh, God. We was tearing the club up. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Where Jeez. was this at? Uh, this was actually um, in Sacramento. Oh, I've my never God. Been. Snatched out the club. I'm not going to talk about Oh it's on me uh, So I've never been put out But my mom has Oh, I took her to a little Korean spot It was like the karaoke hot <laughs> spot on Jones Where's that Jones and Spring Mountain Not in Vegas Well, <laughs> <laughs> this why, Honestly this is why I don't party with my mama too often Because she turned up Mommy way going more than like me that. Literally like that So we were partying we was dancing I think Drop It Like It's Hot was on Oh shoot my mom, I turned around. Somebody was like, ma'am, you can't be up there. I literally turned around because we were sitting in, like, the booth. I literally turned around. My, my mom was standing on top of it, trying to drop it like it's hot <laughs> at the restaurant slash karaoke bar. And I was like, let's go. We can't. Not mama dropping it like it's... Can she still do it? You know them knees it's, still, right? Listen, she got the Meg the Stallions? Listen, her son didn't get it. She, her son <laughs> got it from somewhere. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> <laughs> Get it from his mama. You better ask about me. You got to make the stallion knees. Ashley, have you been kicked out? I've never been kicked out. That's good. We needed more friends like Ashley. Yes, I. I no, I'm not gonna talk about mm-hmm. it. She keep us keep. Well, she keep me together because me and Ashley yep. have been out. I was about to say I've never been kicked out, but I have dragged friends out, thrown them in the back of my jeep, taken them home. Oh. Tucked him in bed with some water and a towel and a bucket Did that and happen said, to we me? need to go. Did that happen to me? I remember it happened. Didn't you help me one night? <laughs> uh, friends don't leave friends left for dead. That is a rule. That's good. I remember. I have those, I have those friends. I want to talk about them on the mm-hmm. show. I take you home with up. me. And yes, I have taken Tony home with me. And we went back in the morning to take your car. No matter if it's 3 a.m. or 3 p.m. When you're ready, we will get you there. But in the meantime, I got you. I literally remember being at this place and it was hot. And then I remember my clothes coming off. Well, just my shirt, not clothes. But my shirt came <laughs> Tony, off. Tony, where are you? Oh, and I was walking. The stallion knees, <laughs> the clothes coming off. Listen, what are you it was a good night. Was it not fans? a good night? It was a fun night. I, I enjoyed myself. They oh, played my. like hip hop. Hey, Tony living his best life. Mm-hmm. R&B, listen. <laughs> All right. Never have I ever had friends with benefits. Oh, it got quiet. <laughs> I got one. I got one. It's another one. It's another one. Uh, I would definitely say, uh, what well, was a word? Uh, an entanglement? Uh, situationships? What kind of I words? I saw that. 
Oh, let me mind. Let me shut up. Let me shut up. Ooh. I want to oh, ask you something. Oh. Please do. Please ask her. Please ask her. <laughs> that person is like, is that person single again? Well. I don't know. Because like I said, I don't check up on people like that. Okay. Because I, I saw like this it. person on Instagram. It was like so many. It was like they was with so many girls. I was like, what? You were just in a relationship yesterday. Okay. Not my mm-hmm. business. Oh. <laughs> Are we off you? Yes, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> so, unfortunately, I haven't been in a relationship in a long time. Yeah. I guess it's kind of fortunate because I like to be in my singleness because I'm starting to appreciate it more yeah. so than like expect to be in a relationship or find somebody. I literally recently bought me a promise ring to myself. Is it a purity I, ring? Right. Or yes. a promise purity? Promise. Pure. I'm trying to be both, but it's you know it's hard out here in the streets. And then the summer is coming around, so stay prayed up. Listen, oh, <laughs> up. if you don't Jesus. see me with it on, you know what happened. It's, it's the heat season. You better stay prayed up. So I'm gonna answer the question. Yes, but I will say, um, it's just not the best thing to do. When I was younger, I thought like having a friend with benefits was cool. We could do X, Y, and Z. You yep. can leave. I don't have yes. to. Yes, because I'm one of those people. We do something, and I'm just not. You can go home, and I'll be okay. Yep. So. Retweet. I try friends with benefits, but I feel like when the emotions get involved, it gets confusing. It's like, yeah. what do we do at that point? It's like a relationship. Now, at that unfortunately, point. instead, we're gonna call them. We're gonna call them customers. I was gonna say, I'm like, I used to be a financial advisor. We're gonna look at it that way. Not a customer. No, oh, that's how we're we gonna talk about it. That's how we gonna talk about it. Not a swipe. But it, unfortunately, it's like instead of friends with benefits, I was just like, you know, I'll just stack them up and have relationships everywhere. So you have like, a lot of relationships? You have money like that to spend? I used to have, oh, look, me telling all my business, uh, like relationships across the United States. Like oh. I used to travel every weekend to different oh states God, to visit the people states, I met. In different area codes. In different area codes. Okay, so in like, my you know defense, the, it was one person at a time, and I was mm-hmm. only with that person. It was because I wanted something to work out. But like, see, for it me, like it that. wasn't necessarily about like the sexual relationship. It was really like financial dead serious it was like you know oh, like credit score were they older than you or younger than sometimes you? A, a lot of the oh. times older but like professional women oh. and it was like you want to buy me what like you know babe i need some shoes i need you know, i'm trying I need to sign new up shoes for that right on, the, on the car <laughs> and i used to you know that was like my thing so it's like we used to travel back home get in the club stack numbers go travel you know play the, the man on, on all the movies everybody want and we were getting whatever we wanted as far as like a financial gain. Cause women will take a, a a woman who got everything will take care of a man. Cause a lot of those women who are powerful, they really don't want no man every day. Mm-mm. They just want like a little, you know, a little it like a play like, toy. Come basically. visit and leave. Yeah, cool. cause they want to go on with their life. They want to get it popping and then send you on your way. Boy, come if they on, can save me. They can save me. All right, can last, me, they can save anybody. Last question. <laughs> Never have I ever forgiven someone and brought it the situation back up. I mean, if you brought it back up, did you really forgive them? Have you ever forgiven somebody? You said you forgave and you brought it I don't, back up. I don't think so. Not if I if I forgave you, there's no need to to bring it back up. Phil um, say that. Phil say that today, and then somebody in the comments is gonna be like, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Have oh you? no, no, I have never. I mean, did you? If you forgave them, what do you? That don't mean nothing because we always up? say I forgive you, and then you bring it back up. People but do are it you all really the time. Forgiving them, or are you in process of forgiving them? If I'm in process, yes, I will bring it back up because I'm still looking for something from you. But if I've forgiven you for it. I've let go of the situation and moving forward from the situation. And that's very rare. People do not do that. Mm -hmm. I feel like I could forgive someone for their actions, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to let them know what I thought about it or how I felt. So I'm going to bring it up after I've calmed down, had a moment to reflect and say, I forgive you for what you did. 
but don't ever do it again because this is what it's like. Yeah. So I will bring it back up because I need processing time. I'm not just good on the fly. Like, I need a minute to chill. Or I this is that. how I felt like that. This is how I felt in that moment. Like, you made me feel like this. Mm-hmm. I'm not bringing it back up because I want to argue about it, but I'm bringing it back up just so we can have clarity so it never happens again. Exactly. And that makes sense. I mean, that's good friendship and communication, right? Yeah. But I yeah. guess over time, I'm like, you know, once we've had that conversation, I'm not, I'm not bringing it back up to you. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not like that. I'm, and I know I'm, I don't want. I'm not supposed to answer the question, but I have a hard answer. time. Answer your time. I have a hard time. Forget. I bring it back up over and over again until I'm done with it. Because <laughs> usually I try to be so quick to be over it, and I'm not really over it, which is normal. So I will bring it back up true. over and over and over. But what are you looking for in the re- like in the response from the person you keep bringing it back up to? I just it's not even always a person. It's just like situations. I just. I I don't know when I'm really over something. But how do you get, how do you get over it? Like I don't when know. do you like that that was it for me? I know I'm over it when it doesn't hurt anymore when I think about it. Mm. And is that through talking about it? Yes. Yeah. So when I talk about it, I'm like, oh, it don't hurt no more. Like when I think about like the church thing, like I don't it don't hurt no more. It's like, oh yeah, like I quit. Like I made a decision. It and don't hurt no more. That's a part of the process though. Yeah. I do that. Like when something happens, I will have to talk about it and talk about it until I get to the point where I'm ready to let it go. Yeah, I'm like, now, I'm once I'm it. done with it, yeah, I won't bring it back up. No, like, am I going to go back? Me. Probably, no. But, like, I don't have nothing, like, I have nothing negative to say. Like, oh, it's great. Great season. Hallelujah. All right, our next partner is Bell Solar and Electrical System. It is a women-owned and operated company, been in business for 15 years, the best of Las Vegas for the last two years in a row, and um, has have received solar and in a, in a Oh my gosh, the best of Las Vegas for two years in a row, both solar and electrical categories. A plus with the Better Business Bureau, founding partners with Henderson Silver Knights. The CEO was awarded Forbes 30 under 30. They are always giving back. They have given over $100,000 in nonprofits. Check out Bell Solar and Electrical Systems today. Well, our topic of today is the F word. In every relationship, friendship, situationship, partnership, whatever the situation is, whenever you are dealing with imperfect people, you will have to incorporate the F word. The F word is not easy and sometimes it can be challenging because ultimately it's a gift that sometimes is not deserved but must be given. Today we are talking about forgiveness. Forgiveness. This is hard. I don't know about y'all, but forgiveness is hard for me. And I literally kind of just mentioned that, but like forgiveness is hard for me. Um, I want to open up the floor and ask, how do you define forgiveness? I have a process. Okay. So I used to be a juvenile probation officer um, in my previous profession. And we used to do a forgiveness program because a lot of the kids that come into the facility have like parent issues or they have like drug issues. It's like so many issues, but it stems from the family or parenting or whatever. So I used to do this program and I had to write it down because sometimes I forget. Um, because it's been like a year and a half, yeah. two years since I did it. But so it's like acknowledging that something happened. Yep. So you talk to this person about it. Yep. Um, and it's, it's something I live by as well. So it's acknowledging that something happened. Um, is let the person know how it made you feel in that moment. Yeah. And then it's moving on from it. Yeah. So similar to the question that you asked before, once you forgive somebody or once you, you don't go back to it because you have already said like, hey, I forgive you. If you do bring it up, I understand where you're coming from. If you do bring it up, like, hey, this is how it made me feel. Let's not do it for clarity. And just so it never repeats itself. Yep. But that's how I live by my life. I'm so free because of the things that I've been through in my life. And just like in general, that has helped me throughout my 27 years. So, Yeah. Ashley, how do you define forgiveness? 
that's hard for me because I get cold. Yeah. Like if somebody wrongs me, I will I will always be open to you, but I've definitely put you in a different category. Yeah. So I feel like it really depends on the situation because I could forgive you for what you did, but I may never I may never chill with you the same. Well, I think once you forgive, that doesn't mean the pain of what happened is gone. Woo! Mighty it's, God. it's a process, right? I there's, there's freedom and forgiveness. And I think a lot of the time people don't really understand, fully understand what forgiveness is. Like forgiveness doesn't require anything from the person you're trying to forgive or the situation. Yeah. Um, I think forgiveness is definitely internal and you gain more from forgiving yourself because forgiveness is, you know, a part of accountability as well too. You know, what action did you have in creating the situation or, you know, pushing the situation in any way? Um, and I think once you, you process that and forgive it, it, it gives you an open door to be able to move on without requiring anything from somebody else. And I think for me, like once I truly understood that I was forgiven, like God had grace with me, it made it easier for me to forgive others yeah. because I see the imperfections in my own way. And I try not to see, you know, the always the sin in, in other people's in, imperfections. Yeah. So it's like sometimes you sin against people without even knowing necessarily. Yeah, that's good. Um, mm-hmm. And you've caused pain to these people, but they don't, you know, you're not aware necessarily, or you don't think what you did was that bad. Yep. But when you understand that, like, that's a, everyone has their different dynamic of how they think, um, different perspective of things, you know, that's where conversations and stuff come in at too. But it's like learning to just forgive yourself, yep. forgive people for how they wrong you because you have grace understanding that, you know, sometimes it's not on purpose. Um, even if it is, you know, what part do I play in that and what can I control? I can't control other people, but I can control my own actions. Yeah. I even think about like my parents as I got older, like now I'm 26. Like my parents had me at 21, 20, 21 and 23. And I'm like, Oh, like now that I'm this age, I can't imagine having kids. And I think sometimes with forgiveness it kind of starts when you're like, oh, like if that was me, I probably would make the same decision. Like I do it, feel with age, you definitely change because the same thing. My yeah. mom had me when she was 21 and now I'm 33 and I'm like, I had five brothers. There were six kids. So growing up, I felt like I never got time or attention. Yeah. And now I'm like, I could barely handle my own life. And you had <laughs> six kids. Like you never know where people are in their stage of their life and the reason why they made that decision. Like Literally. I can't justify why you did what you did. Exactly. I wasn't there. I wasn't living in your reality and what you were dealing with. And I I have a lot of conversations with people like that, you know, where they're struggling. Like my parents, my parents did this. And I'm like, you have no clue where your parents, spiritual maturity, mental maturity, anything was at at that moment. That's good. To where they made that decision to do what they did. Yeah. And you got to forget that. And it's like, you have to understand you still have an opportunity in this very moment to make adjustments and make changes. Okay. So I kind of want to retract the 27 year (laughs) thing because when Ashley just spoke and said like, I remember, I mean, you know, like I know that it happened. So I used to be like that. I used to hold stuff in. And I used to like say I forgive somebody, but literally I'm constantly thinking about it every time I see them. <laughs> um, but it never did nothing good for me. So as I started living by that, uh, the three things like acknowledging that it happened, let the person know, and just like moving on, I felt so much freer in my spirit Absolutely. and felt so much better as a person once I was able to accomplish that. Now, I can't remember when I was able to, you know, get to that point. It took me a while. I think it was probably like early 20s when I was like, why am I yeah. mad? Like, it's doing nothing for me. It's literally making me even matter every time I see the person. It's not helping me out. So 
that's when I was like, okay, you got to figure something out because this, this, well, I was about to cuss. Uh, this is not going to work. You can cuss <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> you can cuss. But you're right. I think that true forgiveness is letting go. I was just about to say shit. You <laughs> <laughs> just cuss. Oh my gosh. Y'all seen the, the TikTok where it was like, uh, my oh, favorite, my cuss. favorite cuss oh, word yeah. is fuck. And then it was like, when it was like, shit, motherfucker. All of the I saw words. somebody doing that with their kid. And I said, now I don't know. I said, and it wasn't a black person. Because you didn't know a black person going to let their kid cuss. Now, wait a minute. I had cussing days when I was younger. What, your parent, your mama let you cuss? My mom, Saturdays was our cussing days. And we can cuss on Saturdays. Man. So I went over to my aunt's house. Fun story. So I went over to my aunt's house. And um, I told her, like, we had a cussing day. And she was like, you don't have a cussing day. So I, I literally just started cussing. And before she whooped me, <laughs> she called my mama to verify. My mama said, yes, but over her house, don't do it. Because if she's not allowing it, don't yeah. do it. But I was ready. I said every cuss word that I possibly could. Oh, I mean, we weren't allowed to cuss. But, I mean, in, like, fifth or sixth grade, we was cussing as friends. But, like, secretly without anybody knowing. It's I wasn't like, really a cusser until I started working at churches. Oh, because a lot of people at churches that work, they curse. A lot of them. I mean, I'm not trying to put my friends out there because I know I have a lot of friends still in ministry. But I didn't really cuss till I started hanging around them. I I still try not to cuss in front of my mama. (laughs) It's a respect thing, right? It was like, I've heard more cursing in church than I've heard anywhere. I come from a cussing family. Everybody cuss. Literally. They ain't got, I come from a family that does, they do not hold their tongue. Right. For nobody and nothing. I mean, you literally, me and my sister were just talking about that. Like, our family. Um, I always have a pause when I'm about to say something. You might as well let it out. Um, how like we like our family, like it may be toxic sometimes, but like the love outweighs the toxicity. What and, like, family we're t- isn't toxic though? Yeah, but it was like crazy because we were talking about another situation how somebody else's family, like they're super toxic and the love does not weigh out to- to- toxicity. Right, right, right. But like in our family, like, we have toxic situations. Like I have seen. Woo! Hi, bye, shout out, bye, side. Mm. Well, oh my God! Like I literally know every holiday when we, whenever we're all together, somebody's gonna argue. Somebody, it's gonna be somebody. But we work through it. But literally, like the love outweighs the toxicity. Like uh, every time, it always outweighs, outweighs, That's outweighs. How my family is. All right, next question. Um, in what area of your life right now are you trying to uh show forgiveness? Like, like literally, like right now, if you could like say one area, like where are you trying to find that forgiveness? I think within myself. Yeah. Um, I have a lot going on every day. I mean, being a father, being a husband, yeah. being an entrepreneur, leadership at church, coaching kids. I mean, there's so many different things. And I think I'm I'm hard on myself yeah. at all times. Uh, unfortunately, seeking perfection. Yep. Um, and I think it's been a process for me to learn every day to forgive myself and understand, you know, I did what I, the best I could do with what I have yep. and to continue to progress. But I think every day it's just a process of, you know, forgiving myself. Yeah. Um, and I've gotten to a point, like, even, like, in marriage, marriage is big because yep. marriage is, like, all about forgiveness. Yep. Um, and it, you know, there's freedom in forgiveness. I believe that. Yep. Um, And I even, I realize, like, when me and my wife have a disagreement, it's like I still come to myself first. Yeah. I'm like, you know, what could I have done differently? What could I have controlled? And it makes it easier for me, you know, t- to apologize and to release the situation or, you know, you're wrong, my wrong. And forgive the situation. But I think it definitely starts with myself and it's a daily process. Yeah. Each and every day. My forgiveness right now, it would definitely have to be for work. I'm really trying to show compassion because I give it like 110% every single day. I mean, we are trying to raise the bar to do something that is just never seen before. And I believe in that vision. So I am grinding, I am running, I am working. 
And so sometimes whenever I have coworkers and associates and they're not giving it their all and they're just kind of mosing about, I have to really practice that forgiveness and compassion that not everybody has the same intent. Yeah. And sometimes I could be sharp with my words and sometimes I could get on people and I have to say like, that's not my place to rear them. Yeah. So that's good. Oh, I couldn't think of nothing. I was sitting here thinking, but. (laughs) Oh, you don't have nobody to forgive? Not in the moment. No. I think (laughs) for me, I would say I probably. I probably would forgive myself. I think uh, I spent a lot of time. I spent a lot of time playing a role um, over the last three years working at churches. And I think, uh, I don't know, in this season, I forgive myself for being who everybody else wanted me to be. And I think um, sometimes I showed up who everybody else wanted me to be. And then like Monday through Friday, I'm at home depressed, like not wanting to live anymore. And I don't think that you should ever, I don't think you should ever live at the expense of others. Absolutely. Like, and so, yeah, like I feel like in this season, I'm forgiving myself. And I'm trying to rewrite the narrative. So I'm going I'm to I'm cut it and talk to you for a minute. Oh, no, you're not. Ooh, yes. No, yeah. you're not. No, you're not. Co-host over here, right? Bring it. Um, what I see in you often is like you fear to show the world just who you are. And to me, being on the outside looking in, there's so much power in not only your testimony, but just who you are in the flesh and in your spirit. Like you have to overcome that fear of thinking somebody's going to judge you for what comes natural from you. The spirit resting you and in, in, on you, let that out. Let people see that because there's someone on the other side of that that needs that. You're yeah. serving your community and your people by releasing who you are to the public. Yeah. Like if that's some that's on my heart for you and you just live in that, like yeah. living the blessings that God's giving you, your platforms, you speak on what's coming from your heart and your spirit. Somebody needs it. And by you holding back, you holding a blessing from somebody. Yeah. But yeah, that's going Mighty back God. to your Amen. Hey, man, we said that program. this is not the Lamar <laughs> show. We ain't going to talk about me because that ain't your business. <laughs> no, but similar to what I told you a little bit earlier, our side conversation, like yeah. you can help so many people Absolutely. based on your story and your testimony. And if you just be yourself and you know, just let it, all out, let it all out, you never know who can message you and be like, thank you, Raynaud. I really needed to Amen. hear that you did this for me or you made me talk to this person or you. And I just know that as soon as you do and you're able to do it, Talk to him. I, but I think also the thing is this, though. Like, I don't think people realize, like, the pressure, the, like, I'm not as strong as people think. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, I know that, like, I ain't. That's according to you. I'm not, mm-hmm. though. I know me. God will not lead you into battle without giving you the right tools and resources. I know it. me, y'all. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I didn't. I wasn't eating for three weeks when I left the church, y'all. I was in my bed shaking. Like, uh, 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 I told But did you leave on sweet. purpose? You didn't leave by your court. God moved you yeah. into a, a place where you were supposed to be. And yeah. that took courage and strength to yes. make that move. And let me tell you something. I have never sat in a room, in my because I'm a church boy. I've never, like, making that decision to leave was, like, the biggest thing I ever did in my life. Because I'm a church boy. I play by the rules. 
I don't always play by the rules because you know I play I play dirty after dark. Well, I'm kidding. Well, Jesus. No, you serious. You right. You serious. Right. Even when I did my dirt and I did and I did my mess, like I was always very like I'm not gonna let my mess and my ministry mix up like some people do because I just think that's a mess. If you really love God and you say you're trying to preach for His His kingdom, you need to make sure you. And, then, and I'm not saying you know some things happen. Sometimes things happen un, un, unfortunately. But like if you really love God, you're gonna try to always put your best before it in front of people. But what I was saying was what I was saying before that my ADD mind. And then I was listening to you, so I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. What was I talking about before? You were trying to say that you weren't as strong, but you yeah, are. I'm not as strong you as are. people think I am. But maybe one day, maybe one day I will come on here and I will share my testimony, my story. But I think you have so many people that support you and love you and care for you. Yes, so many friends in the community that will come to support you. Whatever you're going through, Absolutely. you won't do it by yourself. So that's something that you can consider. Oh, amen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you're yeah. going through it, just know because I'm always here. I'm riding down. Yeah. So you call me and say, Tony, I need Absolutely. this. I need that. Can you help me with this? I'm there. Period. If come I'm on. At work. Mighty God. I didn't know how we got on that. Do you believe in the phrase forgive and forget? Forgive and forget. No. No, absolutely not. I will say that I can forgive. Like for me, my biggest ultimate betrayal in life, and I'll just throw it out there while yeah. my name is Ashley Elizabeth, is because my husband left me. That was my biggest betrayal. And that broke me so bad on so many levels. And by the grace of God, I will fill every crack that he has put into me my abandonment issues, my insecurity issues, everything that comes out of that. But I will never forget. I will spend the rest of my life trying to navigate this new life that I never saw coming. Yeah. So can I forgive him? Yeah, he deserves all the happiness in the world. And if that's not me, I hope he finds that. But will I forget? Never. Yeah. And there's a lesson in the pain. There's a lesson in, in, in the process. And you can't, it's literally impossible to forget it. But the lesson, you know, helps you in future situations. So it's like, don't even try to forget it. Just learn to move through it, take what came from it, and apply it in life as you move on. Like, you can't forget it. Yeah. I think for me, I always try to remember, like, I don't ever forget, but every time I remember what they did to me or what somebody did to me, I remember what Jesus has done for me. Amen. Same. So I always try to put that in the gap. Like, yeah, this person talked about me, but because they, they did that, but what did Jesus do for me? And because Jesus forgave me, I'm going to forgive them. And so it's a constant reminder of like, okay, what did Jesus do? What did they do? What did Jesus do? What did, and I just kind of constantly remind myself every day. It's not easy because there are some people you're like, you don't deserve this forgiveness at all. But you do. But. Man, yep. Woo! (laughs) And if you don't learn the lesson from me or pretend like it doesn't exist you keep falling in the same hole over and over again we're not doing that yeah i'm done yeah mm-hmm. i'm done well y'all we're gonna wrap this side up of the show man that was good i feel like that was deep <laughs> oh my heart i wasn't ready for all that well we're gonna wrap up this episode but we can close with our last segment 1-800-ASK-A-SAINT Hey, Saints and Aints, I am 27 year, I'm a 27-year-old male. Tony, did you write this in? And I have been watching your podcast, <laughs> and I just love how open and real you are with all of your guests. So I wanted to ask you a question that may be a little too much, and it's definitely not safe for church. Is it okay to masturbate? Yes. Oh, God. Because <laughs> if you don't do it, how you know what it feel like? Well. <laughs> okay, well, I will say to speak to that, being single... Does that happen? Yes. But do I watch porn? No. I was going to say, I mean, 
you can't find anything I couldn't at least in the Bible as far as masturbation but I think it's your process in their yes. mind like what are you thinking of you know are you lusting so on and so forth I can think, you masturbate and not lust exactly can you so, wait how is that well you're lusting like you're putting an image in your head right or painting a picture but it's a lustful picture, right? Oh, listen, that's the only way it can work. Listen. So it's like... That's not true. That's not the only way it could work. To me, it's all about the body. It's, it's yeah, all about yeah, the human anatomy. Like, oh, I am not lusting over oh, anybody yep. else. I am in my <laughs> self. Totally, yep. I am running what, me a bubble like, bath. Right. I am taking a moment. <laughs> You're like, just like, like <laughs> touching and feeling like, mm, this is me. Like, mm, I mean, it doesn't happen often, but it's like when it does, it's not about anybody else. Here's my question. I mean, somebody might be able to answer this somewhere, but what about the married folks? What if you're thinking about your spouse? Well, I don't think, I think that that's different. I think if you're married and you think about your spouse, like, that's not a, okay. like, something wrong with that. But when you're single like me, you got to think about whatever makes but you I'm happy. But I'm not going to lie and sit on here like, oh, have I not masturbated? Yeah, I have. Like, I don't know. Like, there's some things I just don't know. Like, I was talking to my counselor one day and I was like, because, you know, I'm the type of person and I'm going to be super honest on here. Like, I have a high sex drive. Like, I am very sexual. I like to touch. Like, I'm na like, I'm a freak. And I know that about myself. So my counselor was telling me, like, hey, Raynaud, so you so, so you don't have sex. Maybe sometimes you might need to touch yourself every now and again. Like, but I'm not saying it's right or wrong. But for me to not be in these streets and do something stupid and come up with an STD. Well, like, right. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I do. And maybe, like, you know, God is working on me. And I think it's controlling your thoughts because your thoughts can lead you somewhere else. Like you said, like, what if... If you, are your thoughts leading you back to the streets? Yeah, that's but, something I got to work on. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I, I think it's the thoughts is what's important there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because and the thing is, I don't like it in church because Christians always like, oh, we like we don't talk about this. They pretend and like everybody they don't is do in there masturbating. Yep. They pretend like they don't do mm -hmm. it. They touching themselves yep. at night. Mm -hmm. So I do. I think that there's a there's a way to do it that isn't being disrespectful, that isn't being lustful, and it's not consuming you twenty four seven. That's not what yes. you're going after. Because that's the time. a problem. If you're thinking about like you're out in public. He's like, oh, I need to masturbate. I need to, like, and I'm not sex shaming. I'm just saying, if you, I don't know. Yeah. It's I want to learn her way because I have to look <laughs> at something. I have to think about something. I don't really have to necessarily watch porn, but I am thinking some, thinking about somebody that's I making it. I think that's how, like, a lot of women are programmed versus how a man is programmed. Because, like, I hear a lot of women say that, you know, it can be, you know, a touch, a feeling, whatever the case might be. I think men are, like, visual for me or like or like a touch oh, yes. it, it's got to be like a combination of some stuff but sometimes i play up my favorite artist let me show, oh my god let me well, show. <laughs> well friend if you ever need to go to the store and get some tools to assist you so you don't be out here in these streets just let me know I, I, know some, I know hey. some things you heard me i think this should be a topic that's discussed more in the church i know it really should sure. be because people that's real are, and people pe deal with it daily and you know, I would love to have a pastor on here. I've been saying that, you know, I know a lot of pastors in Vegas, but I don't know some of them is scared to come on. But I would love to have a pastor come on here. You know, help, help, you know, help us clear the air. Help me figure this thing out, cause we're dependent on the pastor. Cause some pastors they just, you know, they have their, they have their own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I think something like that is natural. Like come natural to you as a human. Like let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. That part. That part, cause it comes by my both shots. I about that. All right, well, it's Sorry time for the, the benediction, <laughs> but I can't let you leave without a word of the day. Um, recently, when I was figuring out my situation, um, and just trying to forgive, I was listening to Darius Daniels. I talked about him last week. I mean, if any, you hear me say anything good, half of it's coming from him because he's like my pastor, and I love to listen to him. 
And he talked about whenever you're trying to forgive, the first thing you have to do is reframe. Nothing happened to you, but everything happened for you. So you reframe the situation like, no, this didn't happen to me, but this happened for me. And then the second thing he said, you release. So sometimes you got to cry. Sometimes you got to scream. Some, you just got to get it out. You got to forgive. And then he said, you got to remember, remember your own calamity. Absolutely. Because sometimes you have done some stuff to get you in some situations. And sometimes you got to remember like, okay, I'm not innocent in this. I, I did something to get here. And then it said, last thing he said, you got to rejoice. And why do we rejoice? Because we know all things are going to work together for our good. God has the ability to take the sour lemons of life and make the sweetest lemonade and make it taste like a tank of Chick-fil-A yes. on a Sunday. Well, and you know, that's yes, impossible. Well, <laughs> if you are a business owner or you would like to sponsor the Not Safe for Church podcast, please email the Not Safe for Church podcast at gmail.com. I would like to thank my sponsors, my co-hosts, and I want to remind you to like, comment, and subscribe. I would like to thank Ray, who takes our pictures every freaking week. Make sure if you need a photo shoot, you go see him. Thank S.J. Campbell for sponsoring this episode, owner of 103 and the Vegas planners claiborne loops for this awesome music make sure you like comment and subscribe follow us on nsfc podcast on instagram until the next time jesus is for everybody yeah.